Good morning, beautiful people. This is KPOO San Francisco 89.5, and you may be streaming on the World Wide Web at kpoo.com. This is Prison Focus Radio. I am your host, Nube Brown. There are some beautiful things that are happening. I want to first say thank you so much for spending your morning or this hour of your morning with me. I want to give a big shout out to all of our loved ones, friends, comrades, community members behind the wall, and your family and loved ones. Know that we care about you. This is the platform for your voices to be heard. This is the platform here at Prison Focus Radio, and I am your host, Nube Brown. There are some great things that are happening. Hey, I also want to give a shout out to the San Francisco Bay Views new assistant editor, soon to become the editor, Malik Washington, has landed and has spent his first week at the Bayview. And I will have to say, he is my loved one, and I've been there with him as well. Um, Beautiful, beautiful things happening here in the community. Um, So, hey, the smoke is clearing, people. So um, when you can, take a deep breath. See all the beauty that is happening around you in your communities. There is still beautiful grassroots work that is happening. There is still beautiful mutual aid that is happening. People are still in the struggle. And we must honor each other and take care of one another during these incredibly, um, yeah, just dark, confusing, um, scary Uh, mind-boggling, infuriating times. However you're feeling about it is probably the right feeling because it's all of it. We are going to get started today um, with, uh, it's going to be a good show. Uh, We'll be starting with Paul Redd. This is the third part of my conversation with him. And uh, we're going to get started with him talking about being subjected to the torture of solitary confinement um, simply because he won't stop speaking up. He won't stop exposing what's happening behind the walls. Trust me, this is what is happening to our politicized to our political prisoners. Do not let the government tell you or your local officials or any of the officials tell you that we do not have uh, political prisoners because we do, and many of them are here um, and with uh, with unknown names uh, suffering under the repression of being a political prisoner and suffering decades of solitary confinement, um, multiple parole di- denials equaling a civil death, simply because they are educating themselves, they are educating others, they are speaking up, they are exposing what's happening inside of our prisons. So listen up, listen well, learn well, and let's all learn together and say, not on our watch are we going to have prison slavery. Here we go. Wow, and, and, but yet and still, you continue to be put in solitary confinement. Exactly. And I've had officials tell me, Red, if you stop helping people, if you stop filing 602s on things, if you stop going to outside organizations complaining about the prison officials, we'll let you out the hole. Oh, my. But I never, I, I never stopped. That not only, so that this kind of treatment, I would consider it being you being called a political prisoner. How do you see it? I mean, do you see yourself as a political prisoner? Well, I I see myself as a political prisoner. I see any new African who educate himself to become 
consciously conscious uh, with a progressive uh, attitude to fight against the system is a political person by definition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your okay. consciousness, you. your consciousness defines who you are. Right, and it's the reason why that you stay stay caged because they don't want that out here. Exactly. They want people. They want people who is broken, who to them they don't see as a threat because they don't have to worry about them uh, trying to change the system, trying to organize to change the system, or not, uh, or even writing, exposing the corrupt system. And also why this month during Black August, there's a heightened repression that happens on the inside. Do you want to speak on that at all? Well, it, all, it always have been that because, you know, to them, prison administration, guards, IGI, SSU, CHU, whatever you want to call them, they have always feared Africans. Mm -hmm. right. So when you are educating yourself and you're minding your business by educating yours and yourself, use a threat. So what they do is they come raid your house, kick all your literature, Anything you got, got George on it, got the Black Panthers on it, anything that will give you a consciousness, they confiscate it. Right. Newspapers, well, all that. Right, because it's illegal to be, for a slave to be educated. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, uh, one time uh, when it was a... Uh, uh, Prior to the first hunger strike, you know, cops numbers going around with the rumors. Hey, you know they're going to come take all y'all TVs and stuff. Uh, they don't want y'all having no TVs. So when the cop told me that, I said, shit, you come get mine right now. Unplug it. He said, Red. He said, why, why do you want us to unplug your TV? Well, if I can't look at TV, then all I got to do is start thinking about you guys. Then it focuses my attention on you guys. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's what we don't want, and we we <laughs> let Sacramento, you know, let you guys keep them TVs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. They won't stop that going to distract you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. You and know, most people and fall for it, you know. Unfortunately. They fall for it. That's why you got divide and conquer. Yeah, of course. I just want to keep the 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 focus on on this system that is hell bent on destroying and hurting people, you know? Um, not everybody is cut out to, to withstand this, um, this assault on all of the senses and this dehumanization that goes on. You, you're absolutely right on that. But here, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of people, like you say, they're not cut out to withstand or, or to go through what a, many of us went through through uh, Pelican Bay uh, and the prison system period. But at the same time, 
you have other creative gifted minds that are good in other areas. Right. And when you talk about overchanging the system, there's different departments of that system and different people can fit in different parts of that that machine. Right. It's like a chain link, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Somebody that's not, you know, say, uh, pick up the gun, you know what I'm saying? Like, like Malcolm say or George right. him say, but that don't make that don't make that they they have a less contribution to the struggle. Their struggle might be in, in other uh, fields, economics, economics, you know art, we, uh, uh, writing. Become, yeah, sure, yes. of course. Of well, course. we become self reliant. Yes, self reliant. Yes, you absolutely, know? absolutely. So we have to educate people and start recognize people who are built for the front line and those who are made built for the rear. Got it. Right. And that's really what we need out here too, right? Which is again right. what's so beautiful about talking with you. We need to hear this from you because we need your leadership out here because right. there's still there are those brilliant minds that are still back there. And we need to highlight them as the political prisoners the heroes, the brilliant minds um, that that they are, and make sure we're highlighting them to right, get and them make to sure, get them free. Make sure that this fight is about all of them. Yes, absolutely. How do we do that, Paul? I, because, well, like, look, I've got I've got this whole list of names. Like, you know, people don't know who. Well, you know. I ain't know who Daryl Burnett, but like George Louise, Charles Coleman, 37 years in, he's age 71, 15 times denied parole, you know, that to civil death, all these guys, civil death. And, and you know, you Charles, experienced Charles civil Coleman, death. Charles Coleman know me, knew me when I was born. Oh, my God. He was one of my, old, he was one of my, my, my oldest brother, childhood best friend, so he knew my entire family. You know, he was he was a celly of mine when I was in Pelican Bay as well. My God. And you he's still inside. So, uh, every single one of you that made it, that survived the shoe, should have been out right. immediately after that. Not in general population. But, out to your families. I'm sorry. I'm yelling. But, sorry. I mean, to, to keep it real, all of us under the old law should have been out over 20 years ago. Yeah, Exactly. But the reason we wasn't, we not out because, you know, the parole board got crafty over the years. See, you had, you started off with the adult authorities and you had a major case called Henry Rodriguez that exposed the people being in prison indefinitely without ever knowing when they're getting out. So Rodriguez Supreme Court says, you know what? You can't hold people in prison no more. They need to know when they're going to be released. So that put pressure on the adult authority. So what the adult authority did to get from under that court pressure, they changed their name to the Community Release Board. So I guess they figured by being called the Community Release Board, they had no obligations to conform to that court order under the Henry Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. So then you had a couple 
cases went before the courts that was ruled favorable in life and lifers under the community release board. The community release board changed their name to the board of prison term. Oh man, yeah, see, these guys, they are just so friggin' sneaky. Right, and see, under community release board, they had a deadline to release 22,000 prisoners, lifers. And they were gonna lose money if they did that. So they, they didn't make the deadline, but right before the deadline was to come to an end, they changed their name. Oh my God, and when wow. they changed, And when they changed their name, they made a few alterations in their board regulations, right? Mm-hmm. So when that happened, people start filing in the courts against the board of prison term. And the courts never said, well, there's no expo factor here. Uh, the same uh, standard use for uh, unsuitability and suitability is still the same. But what what got passed uh, the courts was, and it may have been a couple of the prisoners who was litigating it may have missed this, that the, some of the language that was used and the suitability hearing had been changed, oh, made it a more wow. stricter standard. And the courts probably knew it, but they figured, since nobody's saying that, let's leave it alone. Oh my God, wow. You see what I'm saying? So now, yeah, see, this is again, sick. Yeah, this, is just, this is just playing with people's lives for money. Well, I mean, really. So now, yeah, we're in a position now today yeah. To expose all that going all the way back to the adult authority where you still got people still in here right. and forcing the courts to release people. Yeah, we got we to do this, Paul. Under that. Let me give you another good example. Okay. You got some, some old lifers who, who, who done got out of prison in the last couple of years. They, they had been down... 40, 45, 47, 48 years. Right. Lifers. They're on parole right now today. Yeah. Now, they're not even supposed to be on parole. Right. There's a nineteen there's a nineteen eighty two case mm-hmm. called Henry Stanworth that the California Supreme Court said when you find a lifer under ISL suitable parole, you have to conduct two hearings. A ISL hearing and a DSL hearing, and he is to be released under his earliest hearing, which is ISL. Now, being that you just now letting them out of prison, now that means they didn't went well past their ISL time, almost 25, 30 years. So, technically, by law, you have to deduct that parole from that time they went over, meaning they wouldn't be on no parole right now today. So they're basically still, but that's so, so anybody that's on parole right now is, is being subjected to an illegal uh, term of parole. Yep. Those who are under the old law, the ISL, are illegally being held to parole. 
Oh my God! Yeah, we have got to expose this. So what happened? My, my, my attorney, who's the day who I have today, who I have had for years, he represented that Henry uh, Stanworth case in the Supreme Court, and I talked to him uh, a couple months ago about that. Right? Mm-hmm. He said, "Paul, you are absolutely right. Those guys who are out right now under that ISM." Not even supposed to be on the parole right now. I said, I just wanted to make sure, because right now I'm put, putting together the the file for them to get them off their parole, you know? Oh, that's really great. He concurred with me. I knew I was right, but... That's incredible. I mean, you, <laughs> you, Paul, who were supposed to be the worst of the worst, you know, how dare you understand the law better than the lawyer who's getting paid? Well, that's why I'm... That's why. That's why I'm the worst. But that's why I'm the worst of the worst. Right, right. Because 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 of the way I'm smart as F. (laughs) Exactly. 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 And and again, I want to just highlight, because people are hearing this, you are not the only one. You know, there are many more of you that are still back there. Exactly. With these brilliant minds. Exactly. They're being still being subscribed subjected to a civil death, like Lewis Powell, right. Charles Coleman, your best friend. He's 71 years old. He, but, but you know, Charles Coleman needs to come prison. home. Huh? But Kenny's husband shouldn't even be in prison. Exactly. 45 it, years. Let me, let me show you something else. Now, when I was at the Capitol a few weeks ago, you had uh, mothers and sisters talking about their loved ones who was 15, 16 years, 17 years old at the time that been in prison 30, 35 years, right? Right. And more uh, when it was a juvenile. Here's the thing. The United States Supreme Court had made a ruling on some youth cases saying that the science is in now that shows that Minors, juveniles, did not have the capacity to think like an adult. Therefore, they're not culpable for the crimes they committed when they was juveniles. You know what I just said? When they was juveniles. Mm-hmm, exactly. That yeah. don't mean that don't mean when you just turn fifteen you commit crime. That means if you forty years old right now today. When you committed that crime, or allegedly committed that crime when you were 15 years old, you're not responsible. Right. Therefore, the California State Legislature created a law that says, they changed the law, say, if you 18 or under 25, you're not responsible for the crimes that you committed. Therefore, that means that you have an opportunity to get back in court to expand your record and show them your level of thinking and how you was growing up when you was 15, 16 years old, 30 years ago. Now you can do that. But a lot of people don't understand that that's what that means. Right, so right. when we're sitting up here talking about Gavin Newsom and all these people, let them go. All these people got to do now is follow a writ of mandate. 
A writ of mandate is something that you command uh, the, the, the the prison system or command that people be held, uh, enforce the law that exists. So therefore, if I was 16 years old, 40 years ago, and now you, you made this new law that benefits me, I'm going to file a mandate and say, hey, man, uh, at the time I was 15, 16 years old, I wasn't able to produce no evidence to show that I was immature, that I was uh, not responsible for my actions. But now that you guys got the evidence, the science that shows that my thinking was of that, of that level, then I'm asking that you incorporate this into the records. And now under 1170, release me. Just like I said, you got these uh, prison officers pamphlets. Uh, it's supposed to show people how to file writs, how to uh, get their case back in court. But a lot of the jargon is too complicated for them to understand. Mm -hmm. So what I want to do is create some new pamphlets, condense them, make them more legible, understandable, to where the person's family member can say, well, you know what? I can do this for my brother or my uh, father or my uh, uh, son, you know what I'm saying, to get it going. Absolutely, yeah. We need to make it accessible. That's that's the beauty of it. Meet people where they are. Make it make it more comfortable for them to to and, feel and, like and they can stuff. do it. And I want I wanted to be able to where when people go to these rallies, et cetera, they pass these little pamphlets out at these yeah. at these rallies, so people yeah, can I sit agree. up and say, hey, "I can do this." Absolutely. When people come together. Regardless of race, they come together. It's a force to be reckoned with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that really is all power to the people. I mean, that phrase can never be trivialized because it's so exactly. real. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Paul. I so appreciate uh, you. Uh, no problem. Okay. Okay. And you have a blessed one. All right. You too. All right. See you tomorrow. All right. See you tomorrow. Okay, I had the pleasure of being introduced to LaVon Davis. He is there at the halfway house with Malik, and uh, he gave me a call and said he had some poetry that he had written, and I said, okay, let's record some. So here is LaVon Davis um, reading one of his pieces of poetry. Okay, um, well, let me start with this one that I wrote uh, from going to the Pro Board. I call it, where could the heroes be? Every morning I look in the mirror, who do I see? Is that where the heroes be? I don't sell dope or drive Cadillacs. No longer do I have the big weed sacks. No women with fresh, with long nails or fresh perms. With my life, I'm a bit more concerned. At 53 years old, for seven years, I was denied parole. That means I'll go back at 60. At that age, it could get tricky. Don't know if I can make it that long. Done got tired of trying to stay strong. Seen too many of my people die while I just stand by. Talking about worth a child. Can I eat it? I don't see how. Don't know how much longer I can take it. 
got tired of trying to fake it. Going to the law library, waiting on the courts, they won't even make that wait short. They'll make you wait a year for a one-page denial. Ask you, why didn't you bring that up in trial? Knowing ignorance of the law is no excuse, so they can continue with the legal abuse. They come at you with the Anti-Terrorist Act. We all know that's just another pact they made with the devil so they can send you to group, tell you to keep your head level while they ignore the law. I'm just telling you what I saw. All the while telling the public you're the bad guy, but your prison record shows that's another lie. The Board of Prison Terms versus the Court for Jurisdiction, that's just another contradiction. The parole board finally gives you a date. But the governor takes it away, calling you a fake. These are the people he handpicked all the while, just another trick, to find you unsuitable for parole, to send you back to your cell and continue to hold. How about that one? All right. Thank you for that, LaVon Davis. We may hear more from you. But right now, we are going to take a musical break with Molly Music with Walking Shoes. I'm walking shoes on I can't tell you where I'm going But I'm walking down this lonely road But at least the scenery is beautiful And no matter what I do I can't stop walking no on I know it's the only way to go And if I keep walking I'ma be okay oh. It's not always about knowing why Sometimes it's all about knowing what And that's enough to keep you walking every day yeah, I believe, I believe But it's a dream that I ain't seen yet Chasing a dream that I ain't dreamed yet But I'ma meet it halfway If I keep on walking, walking, walking If I keep on walking, uh, Yeah, I know it when I see it walking, walking, walking When I see it walking, uh, Always waiting for something I tell you when you got a made of mind Even the winter feels like summertime huh? In the night you see the light of day Cause I've been blind for way too long And you can't take my light away Even though all my times are happy times I get unsure and hope for brighter days I never let it slow my pace So knowing failure ain't an option I've been promised and I'm on my way up Said I believe, I believe But it's a dream that I ain't seen yet Chasing a dream that I ain't dreamed yet But I'ma meet it halfway If I keep on walking, walking, walking If I keep on walking now Yeah, I know it when I see it walking, walking, walking When I see it walking on Step two, step three, step one, step two, step three. Walking shoes, shine words of light unto my path, a lamp unto my feet. 
Ifoma gave us a call after having been on quarantine, and it just so happened he called while he was in the office with Malik Washington, again, who will be is training at, to be the editor of the San Francisco National Black Newspaper. Uh, so you will hear his voice on here as well. All right, here we go. One really on uh, quarantine. Our all already on quarantine, you know. And uh, we only get to shower five day, five times, I mean, every fifth day, or get to make a phone call every fifth day, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they just told me, they just announced it's five minutes for a recall now, you know. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see how you've been doing. Oh, good. Well, I'm I'm doing good. I'm staying healthy. And I'm so glad, again, that you called because I wanted to know how you were doing. How are you feeling? I'm feeling all right. I think I wrote you a letter. You did, and you put in that piece about um, Mata Musa, that beautiful tribute that you wanted me to read. So thank you. That's special. He's special. He, he, oh, and it was so beautiful what you wrote, Ifoma. I was so honored to be able to read that and have that recorded so that the people can hear that. That was just beautiful. And then your honoring of yeah, the women. Oh, that was gorgeous. I really appreciate that. Beautiful, just beautiful. Listen, Ifoma, because you don't have much time, I want you to be able to say hi to Comrade Malik. Can, okay. Would that be yeah, okay? Yeah, put, yeah, put him on. Let me holler at him for a minute. Okay, great. Okay, here hey, he is. Hey, hey, hey Ifoma? Hey, hey, Ifoma, what's going on with you, man? Hey, Habagani and Dougal, how are you? All right. So everything yeah. I hear, I know. Um, what 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 facility are you at? Folsom. Oh, Fol- Folsom. Folsom. Yeah. The reason I'm asking is that the um, it seems like the COVID is like running rampant throughout California prisons. I mean, San Quentin and it's running Soledad. Here. It is. Yeah. And 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 yeah. Yeah. And I'm saying it's. Uh, go ahead. You talk. How old are you, bro? 60, 65 years young. Yes. The, the, yes. But the, the reason I'm asking is, it's just like, uh, it's like it's really bothering me that Governor Newsom isn't making it a priority to getting brothers that, I mean, if you, these these older brothers that's vulnerable 
to get contracting this deadly virus, we should be getting these brothers up out of here. Sisters too, the sisters and the brothers, get them, free them, let them go. Or we don't want them to die. Hey, hey. No, hey, let them go. Hey, I've been down 46, right? 46 and, and years. 40, 40 years been in the shoe. So it's really time for me to go, you know, but it's like with me. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. They've been letting a lot of people I know go, right? Finally let them go. But we came in as all youngsters, right? And they done let, uh, they let them go in their 60s. Yes. Hey, we're going to be continuing. I'm going to be, I'm going to be amplifying your voice also. You hear me? I'm going to be using my platform. I, I really appreciate that. Because I'm real. Hey, you know, it's a brother named PR. You don't know this brother named PR, do you? Yes, Paul Red. He's, they haven't met yeah, just yet. We well, talked on the phone briefly. We talked on the phone okay. brief, briefly. In fact, I called him um, my first weekend home. Me and him, we connected. He was being interviewed by, I believe, something about California Coalition on Prisons. Um, he was doing a talk. You yeah. know, his case got vacated. He's actually innocent. You hear me? And yeah. see, that's what they keep trying to fight for me, too. Yes, well, he's you a... Know, he, he's that's a, he's, what he fights. I, I had a chance to talk to Pine Face not too long ago. Okay. Oh. Minister, you know, Minister King? He trying to... Uh, he know me real good. Okay. I call. I called... You know, I called Minister King this morning. I just, oh, you did? Oh, yeah, yeah. I just called. We've been talking. We've been talking regularly. You know, he's helping me with some things, getting some of the things I need. You know, I've been gone for a while myself. I've been, I've been, I've been gone for a while, bro. So, I mean, I'm needing, like, clothing and basics. Hey, I know what you, hey, 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 I'm thinking this here. If I could deal with this book, BS here, this environment here. This toxic environment, I can deal with anything. Yes, you can. In all the years I've been down, this is probably the worst person I've been to. But just, I mean, just know, just know, when you do make it, when you do touch down, there's some resources out here, and there's some dedicated sisters and brothers that want to help soften your landing and make sure that you make a smooth and successful transition back into free society. We want you out here, brother, and we're going to help you any way we can to okay. make sure that you're successful. You ain't going to be a by yourself. You hear me? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, you know, I appreciate all of that. All right. Well, it's good meeting you. It's good meeting to hey, you, too, hey, brother. Hey, can't stop. Hey, give me all my regards, too, when you talk to him again. I will. But um, I'm going to go okay. ahead and, I'm gonna go ahead and allow my queen to go ahead and finish um, rapping to you, bro. Just stay, stay. Okay. Stay away. Stay away. Do your best. It's social distancing. Hey, you stay well. Have a blessed day. You, too, bro. All right. All right. Beautiful. I'm glad that you two okay. got a chance to meet a friend. I want you to know that you're going to be getting a letter um, from me. You'll, you'll know, but it's a kind of a general letter because I'm going to be starting a social media campaign. I think you will say yes yeah. to be a part of it, but I need to ask permission because I'm focusing specifically on you guys, um, you know, with the decades of solitary confinement and uh, civil death with parole denials. So, yeah. Um, You'll see that letter. That should be you coming. You know it's a yes. Uh, you know it's a yes with me. I know. I, it's a yes with me. Beautiful. This call and your telephone number will be monitored and recorded. Right. 
And this environment is dead. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, mm. the builder, they, they don't see nothing of importance. I'm talking about a really they zombies, the living dead, you know. And every day I have to wake up and don't blow it over the kids. Don't, you know. Wow. I'm a people yeah. person. I, I mean, it's like that. And we in the tents. We, I mean, uh, just I actually want shoes on. Just being around zombies. Yeah, we are going to get your voice out here. Okay. If you suggest that this place, I like to say, if I thought Susanville was bad, but mm. they shouldn't have sent me up there. But uh, I thought that was bad. But this place here is like, dang, I'm a, hey, when I go to, when they had the yard open, I'll be by myself all day. Okay, so you're still quarant so you're still quarantined and they have all these limitations. How are you feeling really about like how things are going there in terms of what like really what your safety is and and um do are you concerned that you they might the way that they're doing things might set you up to catch COVID again? Like how are you feeling about what's going on over there? Everybody got it. Uh, mm. And they told, I went to the doctor the other day, right, and by telemeds. And so he had, normally we have a pleasant conversation, right? Mm -hmm. But in this time, he kind of knew I just was pissed off enough for him to play with me, right? Because I'm not in no playing mood, right? And so mm -hmm. he told me at the end of the conversation, yeah, no, you're really. three months immune from uh, catching it again. You know, mm -hmm. I just, you know, pretty much yeah. myself. I didn't want to all that. Yeah. And so they got mixed up all together. Okay, yeah, that's just Crazy, not good. No? Yeah. No? That... Well, they telling me I got to get off the phone. Oh, goodness. Okay, we love you. Ifuma, we know that we got you, okay? Thank you so much for calling yeah. me. And I just want you to know I recorded this, so we're good. And Za caught okay. COVID as well, but he's recovering, just so you know. Okay, you okay, y'all have a blessed day. Okay, you too. Okay, we send our love to All right, you. I love you. Okay, love All you right, too. Bye-bye. All right, it is such a pleasure to talk to these guys. That was Ifoma Modibu Kambon. And I will um put a link up at the Liberate the Cage Voices blog page to a wonderful article that he wrote in 2017 called Holding On to Your Humanity in Solitary Confinement. Um, again, these guys are just so brilliant and we're so grateful that they've survived this, but we really need to get them out. Um, so please stay with us and, and uh, see how we are going to do that. And this is going to be, you know, calling the governor, calling uh, the secretary. It's not going to be Diaz for long. Um, but uh, yeah, just stay with us and again, continue to educate yourself by going to uh, the Prison Focus website at prisons.org and um, also the sfbayview.com as well. So, uh, all right, we are now going to hear from Sitawa Nantaku Jamaha, who also called us. All right, here we go. Yeah, I don't know if you ever seen this. Did you ever see the report that uh, Stanford did after we got out the old? Mm. Yes, I have seen that report. Yeah. See, Stanford did a report. And me and Barry did a 
you are just joining us, this is Prison Focus Radio on KPOO San Francisco 89.5, and I'm your host, Nube. We have to ask ourselves, are we okay with what we just heard from Satawa Nantambu Jama'a? And that's just a little piece. Uh, but, if, uh, but also, ask your friends and family and loved ones if they are okay <laughs> with people being subjected to decades of solitary confinement, which is just designed to break people. Are we okay with a system that is allowing that? This is happening on our watch. Just before Satawa, we heard from Ifoma, also spent decades in solitary confinement. Before that, we heard from Paul Redd, the last part of my conversation with Paul Redd, decades in solitary confinement. These are just a few of the men that have survived this torture. We have to ask ourselves, are we okay with a system that is allowing other people, because these are people that are making decisions, These are people that are getting paid with our tax dollars to make these decisions to torture, dehumanize, and essentially in so many cases destroy a targeted group of people. So continue to stay open to hearing from these people who are suffering this experience or surviving this experience rather um, invite, again, your, your family, your friends, your loved ones, people that are on the fence around um, prisoner issues, around the prisoner human rights movement that um, is growing. We can, we can now freely talk about abolition, defunding the systems like the police and the prisons, and reallocate those uh, funds to... Um, to things that help the people, to, to the community. 
So these are things that we really can start to talk about freely now. So, you know, seize this moment and, um, you know, uh, continue to educate yourselves. Go to the California Prison Focus website at www.prisons.org. You can go to the Liberate the Caged Voices blog page. I will have, there will be voices there. There will be writings. I will put addresses. You can get to know some of these men and write to them. Um, because they're getting buried. Um, if we don't continue to highlight what's truly happening and exposing what's happening, it, it will it will get lost. And we're just going to say that that is unacceptable. Go to the website and this, read the uh, Prison Focus newspaper archives and the listen to um, archived uh, Prison Focus radio shows and see what uh, Cage Universal is doing and go to their YouTube page. Go to the sfbayview.com. And I also want to say in this moment, because I'm thinking about it, because we're talking about where our tax dollars are going, where our vote is going. Um, there are the, the San Francisco Bayview newspaper, as well as California Prison Focus, need your donations. And let me give a shout out now to all those that, all of you that have been contributing in the past, are contributing in this moment. And to all of the, th- those of you who are new. All right, let's get back to some more from Setawa Nantampu Jama'a. And you will hear Comrade Malik joining us. Yeah. It's- and it's important to the mind that they get that crap over their chest. Wow. Because just doing time in the hole mm-hmm. ain't no joke. Everybody been damaged. Right. Wow. That, yeah. that was, that's, that, that's profound. You know, um, Nube had sent me something about the post-traumatic, the post-traumatic stress syndrome, like of uh, being in these uh, long-term solitary confinement. And a lot of people, like, I spent a lot of time in solitary confinement, and I didn't really realize the damage that it did to my psyche. I could see some of the things that it did to my body, but I'm saying I didn't really, you don't really see the um, the psychological and these subtle, these little subtle things that it does to your psyche. You, you get what I'm saying? I mean, there's some things that being in them four walls by yourself for years and years and years it does something to you. Everybody is affected. You can't say there is nobody that's impervious to this, to this slave, you know, to this um, degradation with these sensory, sensory deprivation and behavior modification tactics by the state. You hear me? Hey, you're right about that. That's why I used to tell people who got out the hood at that time, I say, man, you ain't saying something wrong with you. You got to find it out. It work with yourself. Cause these people don't give a damn about you. Cause they dropped you out here and a reckless psych or something. He can't talk to you. He he can't uh experience the pain you went through or like you say the psychological fact that it trickle down on you. Year after year that crap affect you. Some yes. are just better than others. Love you, brother. Take care of yourself. Hey, I love you, too. 
We're going to get that book to you. It's called Captive Nation by Dan Berger. It's called Captive Nation. Yeah, that's the name of it. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah we, Captive Nation. That's okay. a hell of a book. I was reading it before I had this stroke. I never finished it. I wanted to finish reading it, even if I have to start over now. All right, beautiful. All okay. Right, take care. Okay, right. we love you, Satawa. We love you so much. Got to go, but take care of yourself. I love you. Okay, we love you too so much, and we'll get that book to you. It sounds like we need to read it as well. Oh, yeah. Satawa. Hey. Ohuru. Ohuru. Already. All right, okay. To continue to uh, just tonight, oh. get better and better. All right. I will. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. All right, we are now going to hear our weekly episode of Prison Focus Mailbox. This is number 12, Civil Death by Indefinite Sentencing. Uh, create situations where um, mass incarceration becomes even more entrenched. Say liberate our cage brothers and sisters. Freeing one is freeing community. 
to end all hostilities. So remember, in these times, when the times are hard, we depend on the community. Go to prisons.org and donate now, today. Thank you. All right. So um, research proves that the odds of recidivism decrease with age. Adults 45 and older are less likely to recidivate and far more vulnerable to COVID-19 than those 45 years and younger. Prisons are ill-equipped to care for individuals experiencing age-related decline and related chronic medical conditions. This is a great question. At what point does punishment become the crime? Um, If you, I just want to say quickly, if you want to hear that full song, Abolish It, by uh, Minister King, you can go to his iTunes uh, uh, platform. All right. The other thing that I want to say is, how about our humanity? Is this the way we want to be treating people? Just having people age out in prison simply because you're going to relegate them to their past crime. We're talking decades of incarceration. This is an indictment on the system that is failing people behind the walls and out here. I know y'all have been paying attention. You can see how this system of capitalism, profit over people and planet is hurting all of us and especially our caged brothers and sisters. So please get involved. Uh, Please stay aware Please come together in humanity. And please go to the Liberate the Caged Voices blog page, which you will find on the California Prison Focus website at www.prisons.org, because I will be listing all of the, the articles and bills and um, all the thing, the reports that all of these guys have mentioned over the course of this show today. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now get ready for Work Week with Steve Seltzer. Oh.
Just in 